0: welcome back to vintage and things with your host drew heifetz (laughs) where we talk about vintage and things today we're going to talk about things with my little bro jace pfr vintage the man with the best mullet (laughs) in the game proud of that thank you you should be proud of that dude your mullet is on fire
1: mad love on the mullet (laughs) nice Oh yeah, good to be here, dog. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, you doing good? Doing good, hanging in there. Sweet. It's good to have you, man. This is episode three.
0: Actually, I've done more episodes, but this is interview number three. Three official. Yeah, man. And I can imagine you're gonna be on many more times than one. Would love
1: to be, yeah. Hopefully. We have a lot of history, man. For sure. Fam. Yeah, dude. And we say F is in family. Yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, that's where the name came from. That's where the name goes. Hell yeah!
0: All right, what I want to start out with here is the last couple episodes. Actually, every episode, we're going to be giving out challenges. Okay. And you came through on one oh, of the yeah. challenges. I do. So on uh, on the thrift lord episode, we threw out the challenge to acknowledge the person or the people who got you in the business. You know, show a little love. Pay your dues, pay your respects. Pay your respects, yeah, you know, because everyone has a story of how they got in this business, and it's super important to acknowledge that where you came from. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also gave out a challenge on Chico's episode to manifest something into your life.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you heard that one.
1: I haven't checked that one yet, I need to catch up so he that's good.
0: he gave a crazy story about how something like manifested in his life he found these photos and then he was trying to find the photographer and then he ended up meeting a, the somebody who was at the photo shoot so they knew the photographer like so random yeah so then i thought of yeah like and I, and you've probably done this too have you ever manifested a piece in the bags, oh, yeah. like a vintage for piece for sure
1: for sure for sure yeah. i feel like as of late even just the universe, I mean, we talk about that shit, the universe is crazy, and I feel like just music is always, you know, to the beat of your drum, and you know, your mood, and just the things, especially with the rad game, like the things you find are with current, you know, things you're going through, you know, yeah. things your your mood, whatever. Um, so, Tell yeah, the story totally...
0: of your, of your latest manifest.
1: Let's see, what can I pinpoint went on because I mean well just I, I just could... the
0: other day you like you told you that Chanel jacket right
1: yeah okay so yeah I, I just posted um I was posting in the morning like just a Chanel piece I had and um went out picking and um never usually do yard garage sales and stuff and it was random too because it was a Thursday so when they're usually not even hitting um happened to stop at one and, and <clears throat> literally passed the house and then was like no just turn around you know you got some cash in your pocket just check it out chanel bomber sitting there so it was like i posted the chanel earlier and then boom another piece you know was right there and i think we had recently just talked about too like you know the universe manifesting shit like that and it was crazy for it to just be and i i saw it and like asked the lady and um her response was like oh that one so i'm like okay she's gonna tax on it and she's like three bucks and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) say less so i can i'm glad i stopped yeah that's a good crazy come up it's like that chanel was on your mind Mm -hmm. and there it was but i've had it happen too just tons of times with either something like a piece you've never seen or something you're talking about you know that sparks in your brain like oh like i wonder if that's out there and then you know give it a week and sure enough it, it surfaces it's so rad
0: Usually we're doing these challenges at the end of the episode, but today I want to do it at the beginning. So let's hear your challenge for the people of the world.
1: Um, let's see. I challenge everyone to make amends with someone they wronged. I like Either, it. Either uh, whether you were wrong or they were wrong, just fucking hash it out. Life just the beef short. in general. Yeah. Don't hold the grudge. Beef's saying good. Um yeah, it's not good to hold grudges you're so much better and you both can benefit so much more from keeping you know a positive relationship than a negative totally. for sure and then you know when you think about <clears throat> holding
0: grudges or having beefs with people the person who suffers usually is yourself because you're just like it's a negative energy it takes energy to have that beef exactly and by getting
1: it you can move on live a happy and positive life And you may even be able to build together you know with whoever your beef you know if y'all were chill as far as like the vintage you know you guys could be buying from each other selling to each other you know yeah like, totally so
0: we've had beef with many people in the vintage game man but
1: it i happens. will say i'm
0: happy to say that a lot of them are deaded mm-hmm. probably most of them are deaded or anybody that i care to be deaded with are deaded and yeah i've worked with them all since then in positive ways
1: yeah likewise
0: so dead I, the beef dead the beef i like it oh yeah okay we're gonna we're gonna cut back to the beginning because we kind of jumped ahead we want to know Jace as a kid.
1: Jace as a kid. What were kid? you like as a
0: kid, man? Paint a picture. You probably <laughs> had the same hair.
1: Um I <laughs> yeah, kind of actually did. Yeah, I know I um I went through hairstyles. I had like a shaved head. I was the little hellion kid with a shaved head at one nice. point. Um I think I definitely had the step. Oh, yeah. I had to had to rock that at one point. Um did you ever did you ever go California mohawk? never did the mohawk because so yeah my dad was like pretty strict um growing up like no definitely no ears pierced I could never bleach my hair I always wanted to bleach my hair you know when that was cool Fuck, couldn't yeah. do that funny though um, when I was
0: a kid everyone did that but then you'd go in the pool in the summertime and your hair would just yeah, turn get, green yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that screw yourself everybody. over real quick yeah <laughs> um but yeah, pretty, uh, pretty standard childhood, I grew up in California. Um, I was riding dirt bikes at like five, so I was Sick. blessed for my dad. Yeah, I grew up riding and stuff and got me into riding real early. Um, same with fishing. He was actually, he used to be like a professional, like bass fisherman, So we would like travel for tournaments and stuff. And which is weird because I love fishing now and as a kid, it was you know getting dragged to the lake at like four in the morning and i hated that shit as a kid like fishing was like a chore yeah and i learned to love it and you know do it on my own time and it's not weird how that happens yeah what uh what it is but um so yeah i grew up fishing riding bikes um you know skating um was always into skating um i had an older cousin that uh was like all up on world industries and like a team and all that shit when it was really big so he was always like kind of had the wet willy tees and the flame boy tees and like all the dope shit that kind of put me on the skating so what was the scene like at your high school um, was there a lot of
0: skaters so you grew up here in california right yeah, yeah
1: i grew up in california i grew up in corona to be specific uh which is like right between san diego and la and um yeah the skate scene was was pretty strong um I actually was lucky and they built a skate park right by my parents' house um, probably about when I was getting into high school. So I was chilling there a lot. Um, It was honestly kind of more, it was definitely more core because I kind of went through, I chilled at the skate park for sure as a kid as a whole, but I went through, you know, different phases like being into biking and being into skating and. And the, the skate like, so were
0: the skate kids, dirt bike kids too or was that like no, a whole different No, it was thing? like
1: a very core like just street like a lot of them were like grimy and kind of more of the punk scene I I feel like was into like the skate scene where I was at. Okay. Um so we're talking like what years are you in high school? What years? Uh 2005 to 9. Okay, totally. So it was like an emo kind of scene yeah, at that exactly. point. Yeah, yeah I a lot of remember the, that era. The kids like tight ass pants, like you know, big looking sewn on pants. My sister was my big. sister's pants era. Yeah. Did you guys call it that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. That was awesome. But like when yeah, Baker was super big, like Jim Greco, like how all those yeah, yeah. To, like the piss drunks and which was tying in the punk scene to the skate scene. Yeah, everyone had like scene hair and fucking black dyed hair and yeah, yeah. But it crazy was cool. yeah so we met you what year what year did you come to bowl i probably came to bowl i think like 2012. okay i been the first time
0: and at that point you weren't really into vintage yet
1: wasn't into vintage i had always grown up always growing up my mom and aunts i was always going to thrift stores and they were you know big into thrifting um secondhand stuff and, kind and of, tell us about
0: that like were you at that point when you would go with your mom mm-hmm. Were you finding shit that you were like, "Oh, this is dope! I want to wear this," or were you kind of like,
1: Not "Why are close. we shopping?" I, at I was going. I was probably so small at this point. I was going to like just play with toys.
0: Oh yeah, so they'd yeah. be like, "Park you in the toy section." Yeah. Like I, I did, did with go my do kids. Their thing.
1: Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so I would just keep busy with like cool toys. I you know that yeah. were dope toys at the time. You'd find shit. Side um, note: Thrifting with kids is fucking hard. Yeah, if you can't can preoccupy
0: them with toys, especially if you're at a thrift store when you're like. I'm in a town where I don't know. I don't really trust my kids just to like leave them in the toy section of a big thrift store, and then you're trying to like thrift with the kids. Oh my god, it's tough. So respect to your mom for that.
1: I actually, um, it was funny. Went to Vegas and I thrifted with my dog, and that was a a (laughs) chore. (laughs) Yeah, you're holding your dog, and she she was getting the thrift. Everyone was tripping out on her, but it worked. But I could see that definitely being a struggle. Yeah, yeah. I'm having to maintain kids, but. So See, when, yeah, then, we, when can
0: you remember, like when you first were in the thrift and you were like, "I want to find," like I found something sick that you're into.
1: Probably thrifting for myself, like that would be when I was older, like uh, probably like 2010. Okay. 2010, I would start thrifting for like the Fairfax stuff, so like Crooks and Castles. Um, I was never really into diamond, but like 10 deep, um, just a lot of the streetwear brands, yeah, that were you know expensive, but were popping up there yeah. um that was shit i would rock anyways i was really into like karma loop and like the streetwear scene at that point so it was yeah all the like new york brands and you know just indie kind of brands
0: how did you end up finding us how did you find us online because you found us online right? <laughs> yeah
1: um so kind of like most i think i got into the vintage scene through like snapbacks so probably the snapback so just googling yeah, one day or something think, and yeah. you found us and because um, I was it wouldn't even have been on Instagram, I don't even know if Instagram was when did Instagram even come out in 2010 know. before it. that. I don't I, even know. I can
0: remember Facebook came out 2007 or at least I got on Facebook in 2007 when we first opened the first store. I remember that was the golden era because you could, you could start uh, events on Facebook back yeah. then. And then if you had like people on your uh, group page or your, your business page, you could message thousands of people.
1: So easily
0: with one click. Now they've like, like, they've deaded all that shit. So it used to be like, Facebook used to kill it for marketing for parties and stuff. But I don't remember when Instagram came up, but I do remember that when I first got on Instagram, I didn't even do it for myself. Mm -hmm. One of our staff members got an Instagram account Pro, probably before it was even like a sharing platform cuz instagram before you could sh- you actually had friends and like like different things mm-hmm. it was just to make photo filters right
1: and i remember when i had I, I got on it late but even when i had got it used to be only iphone exclusive and it oh, was not on android. the other one? and you no. had android yeah. no i had i got an iphone just to so i could have instant like oh, you know no to way. get on that wave and yeah
0: ooh that probably pushed uh, iphone sales <laughs> yeah, heavy yeah. back then
1: totally that's For crazy sure. i didn't know that um yeah because it was before they had it on both and um but it would have had to have been just yeah like yeah, raw web about, searching that i found two you ten. guys that's cool maybe facebook so but. then i
0: guess through the snapbacks then you <clears> started <throat> seeing
1: like what we were doing and what the scene was all about and then you yeah. kinda got into vintage like the streetwear tied in so like yeah you guys are doing all the cargo reworks and stuff so super far with the joggers like it was all jogger stuff so just yeah kind of getting that and then like we kind of mentioned before having you guys bring that to bowl and then yeah, just kinda I think I think during that period when I was like thrifting for myself is I would just kinda randomly find things, you know, and be like, Okay, this is like worth money. But I know for sure the spin off was I, I started flipping shit off Fairfax. And that Dude. was to just like they would do Fairfax exc exclus- it was actually like Pink Dolphin, which most people will laugh at. Uh, but they opened their LA store and were doing LA exclusives, so I would like proxy or you know Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Flip shit that way to oh, so the you LA would, exclusive. Oh, so
0: you would hit the LA exclusives, and you would like post on Instagram uh, or eBay and shit. EBay yeah, and, it was so. all
1: eBay at that point. Pink Dolphin
0: mm-hmm. was gnar when it came out. Yeah.
1: It. They had they that, were like Supreme. It was so limited yeah. and like it dropped if you didn't get it on drop day, you didn't get it.
0: I don't even remember back then. So that, that era when Pink Dolphin was pop- they're still there, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like got sold it's to someone like, else yeah, now. It's, it's like
1: not even sun and shit. Yeah. Like.
0: Supreme was there still at yeah. that point. Yeah, so they were right across the road from Supreme. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I remember. Who's the dude? And who, there was no hype because it was started by Dan. a rapper and his buddies, right? Our, yeah, Young L. Young L. Yeah, we met Young L. in Japan randomly. He was staying at the same hotel as us. No oh, shit. Just super weird. And we like hung out in his hotel room for a few hours and chopped it up. But he was friends with Adam. He used to work for us, and we almost did something with with them back in the day, but. They had this whole I thing think. going on about like points and you had to like yeah. gather, you collect the points. That was points super and dope. Yeah. With the drop, and you could use the points yeah. for more product or something.
1: I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> they called them legend points. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, know? um, cause their slogan was legends that are a craft. So like okay. all the, all the customers were like legends, but yeah, you'd get a hat and I forget if it was like one point or two points it, you know, they had an increment system, but every piece had a point, And then it was like, I forget how many points you'd get. Like it was tears, like $50 off. But you'd mail in the points, and then they'd shoot your code. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. that was sick because that was yeah, such a dope like. But that drives the kids to buy more yeah. and like be there for the drops, so they yeah. get the
0: points. And it's like collecting baseball cards; mm-hmm. you got to collect the points. And.
1: Because people were even, I remember faking the point, like faking the tags. You know, like oh, no it had shit. points on them. Crazy, yeah. That's yeah, a trick, nah. Yeah. That,
0: so how long did would you say that, that company was up before they went down?
1: That was like I. I feel like they kind of. Definitely, their decline was they did a collab with Ian Connor, and that, that a decline? and that was like because that was the last thing I remember buying from them. It was a hat, and it flipped like for really. I think I sold it for like one fifty, and it was like a forty dollar hat. But um, after that, it was just super mainstream, watered down, like Zoomies, PacSun, on, yeah, all yeah. the shit they were doing sold out. Yeah, but they too were the first doing like all the coin pouches and you know like excess. They were ahead on the accessory shit for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's get into thrifting here a little bit. I want to know your personal process in the thrift. Okay, I know thrift is not
1: your main source. Mm. Well,
0: thrifting is your thrift. Is thrifting your main source of, of um,
1: stock? You think not? Ma- honestly, I'd say you guys are the main source. Um, thrifting just kind of filler. Yeah, for sure. I, I thrift often, but um, as far as I'm, are you like, seeing
0: other wholesalers now at this point or no? No. No, and you no. don't see other pickers, but you do bins and thrifting. Yeah, yeah, bins and thrifting. Okay. So give me give me Jace's guide to thrifting. You walk in that door.
1: What, what happens next? Walk in the door. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably first looking for the new racks. There should usually be new racks out, sitting, waiting. So hit those first. Do they label um, them like new rack or? No, it's just, just it's by the door, ready out, to go out. Yeah, yeah okay. they have kind of designated areas, um, so you know if it's there, it's it's new. Straight to the new rack. Um, I'm usually I'll kind of just scan, you know, obviously outerwear, whatever, big stuff, but um, usually tees, like right off the bat, is what I go to. So look at the new tees, whatever. Then I'm again kind of just scan the outerwear section, shoes. Um, bags. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: We got the breakdown. Yeah, and then hit the T's hard. My go-to always first leather. in the thrift is leather. Yeah, I told you that, yeah, right? You told me that. Because it annoys me that all the kids nowadays go right to the T's. Yeah. I'm like, there's more to this shit. But even T's. still,
1: though, I feel like, see, to me, kids are going to go to outerwear more, where Tommy put, like, you know, recognizable oh, yeah. pieces yeah. are. Yeah. a lot. I've found a lot of people think T's are too tedious. To it sit is there tedious. And get, if you, you know, go to a value village that has, like, yeah.
0: 20 bars of teas, you're like fucking riffing through there mm-hmm. for an hour, and that's when you uh, get the cramp. You get the the yeah. thrifter's cramp. And you're like, you're for like, real, fuck
1: my shoulders are like yeah. so oh, in yeah. The air. yeah,
0: rub it out. Yeah, oh, for real. All right, uh, how do you how do you think like so you've probably been thrifting like five six years more. Like for actually for vintage yeah, and for yeah. money? Yeah,
1: for, for money. Um, for 2019 already. A solid five. Yeah. So, sure. how have you seen a change in this area um, in that time? Shit, it's just crazy because, like, when I first started, um, you know, you'd go to Value Village Savers and, yeah, you'd find, like, I can remember honestly finding, and my little brother even brought it up to me recently, you'd find, like, four or five Tommy Polo Nautica jackets, like, spell outs, you know, dope dope jackets. Um, that's non-existent anymore. Um, I can say back then I really wasn't on the tees as much, so I don't know what, I, you know, I can't say what I was missing. Um, but definitely, you don't find as much as you used to, but I think, think though, really, you couldn't sell it as easy, That you know, it's like bittersweet. It's like, you're finding more, but it's not, you're finding more because people don't want it, you know, and then you're not finding it, obviously, because people want it. So, so do you find, um, so what you're saying is now it's easier to sell shit? Yeah,
0: it's easier to sell shit but harder to find in the wild. Yeah, so like the markets, it is kind of a catch point too. The yeah. market boom, like how popular vintage is right now has helped you sell things, mm-hmm. or course helped us all sell things, but also made it harder for us to find shit.
1: Mm-hmm. And it definitely drives up cost, you know, with supplying, you know, supplying. Drives up types, cost,
0: sure. yeah, definitely in like the heavy areas like LA. Mm-hmm. Um. Then again it makes it easier to sell yeah so what's the answer here what are we gonna do um move to freaking alabama man
1: yeah so picking moved the sticks <laughs> i mean that's the good thing is i'm i'm out of the city where i stay so um i do most of my picking out of the city but yeah I, I feel for the people in la and pasadena picking and it'd be rough yeah totally. i don't know what i haven't been to the bins um in uh la in a while but last time i was with taryn actually and, it was a shit show then, so I don't even know if they're going there anymore.
0: Chloe from God for the Cheap went today, and I, I hit him up, and he said it was fucking rammed. And there's so many people looking yeah. for the same shit.
1: Shit, and on a Monday,
0: after know. Rose Bowl. Yeah, they're like, they're like, I sold a bunch of shit, I <laughs> go to the bins and stock up. For real. Every booth. <laughs> Plus, it was holiday.
1: Oh, <laughs> true. So so there's, there's no, no school, yeah. so the
0: kids are there, too. Oh, yeah, so summer break must suck at the bins. Yeah it's actually so funny like when I went with
1: Taryn, yeah it was like you know most people think okay the bins you know it's other other heads going for for what you want but it's like out here it's legit like 10-12 people from the same flea going for the same you know shit like yeah it's fucking rough that's why
0: it pays to diversify
1: yeah brings me to my
0: next point which I know you do you diversify your picking man um Which is super smart. I've probably like talked to you about this a bunch, but people who are picking in the bins and picking at the thrifts, they all they only have act like their source is what is in front of them, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem is, these kids are going to the bins, going to the thrift, and they're like, I'm only gonna buy rap tees. I'm only gonna buy '90s fucking Nirvana tees. I'm only gonna buy like what's hype at the time or Supreme if I can find it in the thrift. Mm-hmm. And it's like the chance of you going to a thrift store and finding any of that crap is pretty slim, right? Yeah. So obviously you gotta diversify out into like other areas of clothing, which is super important, but also like you've done, art, yeah. friggin' Tupperware, friggin' Toys, toys <laughs> um, what, are, what are those like, like housewares, electronics, yeah, yeah. dude. Like, the thrift is kind of infinite, right? No, like, there's so and much the possibilities. There.
1: You know, it's just knowing what, what to look for. Um, so, tell
0: us, like, some of the stuff that you know. Like, drop some value here. Drop some knowledge on the people about, like, areas outside of clothing and the thrift that you've scored on and, like, what people should look for.
1: Okay. Um, definitely art. Like you said, um, this one one thrift I go to has seemed to have – always have good art and um, – I just recognized recently it was uh, um, uh, P. Honeywood. Uh, I have to look up her name. Um, That's cool. Even, yeah, remember now. But she did all the art for uh, Little Bill, and she was on the set of the Cosby shows and all that stuff. So I recognized the art. Um, I think it was like maybe 10 bucks. Flipped it for like 500 Yeah. on eBay. <laughs> That's great money, man. And it was a big collector in, uh, out in Washington, D.C. And she was like buying it for her daughter. They had like a bunch of other pieces and needed that one so yeah that was super dope um yeah a bunch of toys um and shout out to like slobby robbie for that because he really put me on he uh, did yeah yeah he's big up on the toy game yeah totally um had some really good toy scores um shit i've sold barbies you know i ain't even scared to say it dog like (laughs) well dude talking about toys and barbie Polly pockets is worth grit. yeah those hit
0: if you get poly pockets like unopened in the box it could be like 500 bucks but even a used one i think go for like 50 60, 100 bucks
1: yeah shit they got so many you know barbie collabs everyone's seen the selena one they got the polo ones you know yeah it's and just, it probably like as long as it's old and it's interesting i'm sure a lot of barbies sell man yeah um but yeah it's just diversifying um keeping you know your eyes open for just things that are worth worth money yeah you know it's
0: like if you're gonna spend your time you're gonna be there anyway yeah why would you not look around and find something else that you can sell even if it doesn't like fall into your niche of marketing no, yeah like, you don't that, have you to don't... give
1: a shit about what you're you know yeah selling you
0: don't have to post it on instagram it's not gonna yeah. make you a cool guy but you can toss it on ebay and make some money
1: and on that note you shouldn't be doing it to be a cool guy <laughs> yes that's right you should not <laughs> yeah. be doing it
0: to be a cool guy
1: yeah
0: yeah <sighs> Probably won't happen going to the thrift anyway because it's getting it's getting tight. Right. Mm-hmm. Diversifying yourself is mad important. Okay. Next, this is something that I have learned to enjoy and come to love and like be okay with. Obviously, but when we first started in this business, like you didn't have many friends in the business mm-hmm. because you, first of all, there wasn't as many people in the business, but and I guess at that point I was the young head in the business, and most of the other guys were all older, and like they were, uh, they were all kind of pissed that I was even around. But you basically didn't have friends within the business much, especially not picking in the same places or especially in the same zones, because the competition was like super fierce, and there's just so much, um, just a different mentality, like animosity, it's animosity probably, yeah. towards each other, and there was that's like super old head mentality. I've talked about that in my rant. I've talked about that all the time and early on we were kind of like we don't want to be like that we don't want to have that attitude you know like live and let live if you look at what's happening in the business now there's so many more people involved Mm -hmm. so much more competition but like you said it's way easier to sell shit so it's like there's ups and downs to both of it both sides of it but i think in general it's much better now than it ever has been so how do you feel about that conversation like picking with friends and i know ever since i've known you ray's right here in the room Come say hi, Ray.
1: Shout out, <laughs> shout out, Foul Play.
0: We got two friends in the room, Foul Play Vintage. What's good? And uh, picking with friends. It's like a weird concept to me because like going to the thrift, you know you're both going to want to buy the same shit. So like talk about this because you've always yeah, done this.
1: It, um, it just kind of depends on, um, yeah, who you're picking with. Because um, like I have friends that, yeah, we go for like me and Ray kind of go for, you know, similar stuff. And then I have like the homie Casey. Yeah. Um, when I just went back east, he does like strictly sports, so it just depends. It's honestly just I feel like the person, you know, if you and that it really shows a lot of of a person when you dig with them. Because yeah, there's a ton of people that can be super cool and like not cutthroat with it, and then there's people that you think are your homies and as soon as you guys get to the flea <laughs> or the thrift throwing uh, elbows, yeah, they're fucking, you know, it's every man for himself. So um, I personally like it. Um, I mean, I like both, but I would definitely rather pick with someone. Uh, yeah. It's cool showing your finds, you know. and um, It's good to have the energy to vibe yeah. off. I
0: guess, too, also,
1: I've always had Jesse, right? So, yeah. it's like
0: whenever we are apart and we find something sick, you know, you get that, like, friggin' rush of adrenaline. Yeah. you find something gnar, you know, we'll, like, call each other and do Yeah, it, yeah. You know, check, listen to what
1: I just fucking found. Totally. So it's good to have that person for sure yeah and then plus too if it's like um you know a thrift or whatever i mean it doesn't really don't even matter um it's just like you're covering more ground it's true you know you get another set of eyes plus i guess i never thought about this before but you could probably like be like
0: okay <laughs> we're hitting this thrift, you get t's and women no, exactly i get outerwear and this then we switch switch on the next yeah. thrift. That could work. Well, I've done
1: that shit like with my little brother. We, yeah. do. we used to switch black section because yeah. we both want the black tees first. Obviously, everybody
0: does. Yeah. Oh, so, so you'd be like, this yeah. one, you Next get it? Next to the rift, we'd be like, all yeah.
1: right, you're black section. You go to yeah. the black section first and then I go yeah, to the white section. See, thing. that's yeah. hella smart. Yeah. And it makes it fun. Kind of fair. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. And, and I, I did, Yeah, I went to the bins one
0: day with Taryn and Dave and there was a bunch of other heads there that I don't really know names on and I mean, the difference is that I was there just to have fun. I didn't need to find anything because I have my own sources and I get tons of stuff. But I fucking had a wicked time there because it was more about hanging out with those dudes and just, like, shooting the shit all day. The camaraderie. The camaraderie, man. It was so fun. Everyone's, like, camped out with their bin, talking about stories, Mm. you know, laughing at, like, the old ladies, grabbing weird shit, just, like, having a good time, you know?
1: Which essentially is the shit you and your homie should be doing. Like we were, you know, at the yeah th- you know, totally like, totally, it's just funny because I would laughing at shit, like you yeah. know,
0: yeah. It's just so different from when I started. Like I, I would go thrifting with my friend. I guess not even thrifting, but like I took some homies to like the bins a few times when I was younger, when I first started picking. And but it was still always like you're coming with me, you're picking for me or with me, but I get everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So year because it, like yeah, no, it was like, like my source. It was like my source. Um but anyway, times have changed so there you go. It's
1: funner with friends yeah. totally
0: funner with friends everything's funner with friends yeah
1: happiness is only I will real say and though shared.
0: I'm gonna talk about this on another episode but being partners with friends can be fucking hard oh yeah and it can end friendships man definitely
1: definitely yeah. so I want to get into
0: that on an episode with uh, a couple dudes who just opened a store so we're gonna talk about that but oh, yeah um you smoke weed. I smoke weed. Yeah. Smoke. And Matt, so how long have you smoked weed?
1: Uh, there's no holding back on yes, this no, shit. Yeah. So we're talking I, there's about There's no filter. Um, I was actually hoping you would ask that because it's funny. I smoke... Um, I think anyone who knows me would say I probably smoke a lot of weed. Um, and I didn't start smoking until I think like end of junior year in high school, maybe senior year. Okay. So I was definitely later. Um, but uh, yeah, it was like fucking... Pedal to the metal once I started. started. But, uh, yeah.
0: Okay, questions about smoking weed. So, for me personally, I don't like it. I I mean, I smoked when I was a kid. I probably quit full-time when I was, like, 18 or something. Mm -hmm. But I was, like, the kind of person that got mega paranoid on it, and I didn't like it, and it made me, like, kind of antisocial. So, like,
1: what does weed do for you? Uh, Well, funny you say that, too, because when I had first tried it, I didn't like it. Because it made me like that. Um, I can remember being like at parties and shit, and I didn't want to talk to nobody, you know, yeah. and just be fucking stoned in the corner. That's me. Yeah, man. totally. Um, and then I don't know. it. Um, I don't know what really clicked. I've always kind of used weed as like a um, motivational tool, if you will. Like, I've never been like, okay, we're just going to get high and chill.
0: Yeah. It's always
1: like, let's go get baked and do something, you know? So it's always been kind of an energizing thing if you will like okay. you know like it don't get me wrong I will get
0: baked so like but... you
1: you'll smoke on a daily basis and you'll get shit
0: done yeah then, like you don't think it like hinders your like your drive or your motivation
1: um i've, I've juggled that one because i definitely feel like um like times when i'll cut down or not be smoking i am more productive because i'm like looking for shit to do you know but it definitely is, I feel like, a necessity with sanity and just taking that, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's, yeah, it's a double-edged sword because I'll have times where it makes, it does make me paranoid or like, I like to smoke for anxiety and then I'll have times where it gives me crazy anxiety. Or so, it gives you anxiety. Yeah. Okay. Or like, almost like alcohol, like if I'm have anxiety, you know, before I smoke and then I smoke, it like spikes it. You yeah, know? yeah. So... I don't know. It's just kind of all mental. But um, so how do you? for think- me, it's, it's again, appetite, sleep. Like, yeah, yeah. It just... It works with you. On some Pineapple Express shit, it makes everything better.
0: All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> when you first, like, were smoking in junior high, you couldn't go to dispensary, right? Or um, were there dispensaries back No.
1: There? So, yeah, well, it would have been high school. Um, but, yeah, no, it was just, you know, going to the dealer. So, California now is one of the states that's... Recreational. recreational legal mm-hmm. so
0: technically you're supposed to have a medical card to get weed here now or do you no. not anymore you're done you oh so it, recreational yeah. meaning like you can just go yeah. and get it okay yeah. um and what we were talking about this here, but now there's like 20 states or something that i think so yeah legalized it
1: you know how many states right i don't know it's probably like 20 something maybe 25 Shit, maybe yeah. even more
0: and like do you think more people smoke because it's legal now or it's kind of like lost its cool edge now it's like yeah whatever
1: yeah I think it's kind of just I think geographically I feel like California has the you know oh it's cool like because then you see other states like back east and stuff where it is legal everyone's not like fucking partying you know it's not like oh everyone's getting blazed like it's whatever yeah Yeah, yeah. and I think it's just Colorado's kind of on the same tip as California Um, because there it blew up definitely you know it was like everybody was smoking weed but
0: yeah, well, they they like had the most economic boom from
1: it yeah. out of anybody. And they were killing it. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Here's here's like a different bird for sure. Because when I was just in Philly, like they have medical and stuff. But um, well, that's again, that's just medical, not recreational. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that changes it. But
0: all right, we're uh, throwing it back to something that happened to you that you're probably still sad about. <laughs> <laughs> The oh, day shit. you had your Fear and Loathing Mosquito Head shirt <laughs> stolen. Fuck, yeah. Sad memories, right? Sad memories. I know, man, that was harsh. That was really harsh. Did you buy that shirt from us?
1: No, no. I got that from John. John! Shout okay. out to Frank's Vice. Shout out Frank's Vice. Gave me a sick deal.
0: Which was what? Can like, you say?
1: I think... I think I paid like three fifty. Three fifty, which that eight.
0: thing probably goes for
1: five or six, right? Oh shit! I I sold one for like seven fifty. Well, I got you the sold that one with holes in it first. Oh yeah. well, you did a raffle. That's not the actual. price. I've seen them go for six, seven for sure. Okay, even even so, threads. Smoking deal. Yeah. So let's hear about it. So I came and saw you guys. It was like the Saturday before bowl. Um, he was here at the hotel, just doing some shopping and. Um, yeah, he's the homie, so he's like, you know, take the tea, you know, shoot me money at bull. And bowl. that tea was mint, right? That one was mint. That one was that mint. One I remember was that one was fucking thing. mint, yeah. yeah. Um, good XL. Um, and so, yeah, he's like, to, you know, take the tea, just shoot me money at bowl tomorrow. Um, you know, it's all good. So I went to work. Um, I was at round two vintage at the time. Um, had my, uh, like, overnight bag. And this is when I was crashing with you guys, wasn't it? yeah yeah probably yeah because i had had like my overnight bag for the hotel so yeah
0: for people that don't know what he's talking about he used to come here because jace used to actually help us at the bowl yeah on the sundays for how many years like three four probably, years Probably yeah three years every sunday religiously he'd come help us and that was like
1: so, our yeah, time kind of. to like show him the ropes mentor yep. learn about a shitload yeah and then started doing like my buying during that time but um so anyway yeah so you were
0: going to come here so, after work to so, sleep for the night yeah i had
1: my overnight bag all my stuff and um had that shirt from John in it, was chilling in the back of the shop, just working my shift and went to leave and fucking bag was gone. Had uh, fucking that $400 shirt that I hadn't even paid for yet. It was uh, a Supreme backpack? Was it uh, Polo sport backpack, a okay. sick polo sport backpack, but I had like my Supreme North Face toiletry bag in it, fresh eighth of weed, just everything <laughs> everything a grown boy needs. Uh, and then it got ganked, and um, yeah, I had to give the homie four bills the next day at Rose Bowl. That's me. the worst hurt, because you hadn't
0: even really paid for it. I hadn't even it. worn it. You hadn't worn it, and you hadn't paid for it. So now you just have to pay for something that you don't and have. Even and even he won. felt so
1: bad. He was like, you don't even want to take this money from you. like." But I will, yeah, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is, but yeah, that fucking sucked. Um,
0: and this is still a mystery. A mystery surrounds the backpack being gone. So... We won't get too deep on this, but could have been another R2 employee. I'm just going to throw out possible scenarios. Good-headed. Could have been our R2 employee. Good-headed. Could have been somebody walking in the back door and ganked it.
1: Good-headed. That's basically it, right? Yeah, those are the two, two, options. two only options.
0: <sighs> it was in our back room, so. Uh, you know, we've had bags stolen out of our back room at
1: Ephesus and Frank. Yeah. Bunch. We had to lock it. Well, was the
0: door locked or you don't know?
1: Uh, I don't think it was because people were kind of going in and out loading stuff for yeah, that was when they were doing their clearance booth, so yeah, yeah, who knows?
0: Plus, then the cameras were like on a fritz, yeah, or the cameras like,
1: weren't working, so no, no like love that, there. Yeah.
0: We had lots of stuff stolen well, not lots, but we had a couple bags stolen out of the back room of the shop. People would just like walk in the store and like run right for the back room, well, they would kind of like. Pretend they're shopping, yeah. walk for the back room, open the back room, go and grab any any backpack that was there. Cause you know, like if some, if there's a staff on shift, they're gonna leave their wallet, their, yeah, their yeah. phone, whatever's in the, whatever they had that day in their bag, maybe a computer, right? And if you score a computer, you're fucking laughing. One day I walk in the back room, cause I always came in from the back of the store and then I go in the back room and then this person was came in from the front. So I didn't see him. He was already in the back room when I came in the back room. Like
1: from the rag machine? Yeah. yeah.
0: So I came through the rag machine, but this might have been yeah, this is when we first opened the rag. So he's just about to leave the back room as I pull in the back room, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And he like starts like puffing it out the front of the store, and I run after him, grab him on his shoulder, like pull him around. I think I got the backpack off him. Turns around and I'm I was like I was like like I don't even know exactly what happened. But he basically like I grab the backpack, he turns around and like goes to like swing at me. And like gets up and like keeps going, and then there was this whole. I think he actually did hit me. I think he punched me. Oh, shit. And then he kept running, and I like had to go chase him out of the store. And then this whole thing went down. Called the cops. It was like this whole fucking thing. But the reason I didn't get into it with them in the store is because I don't know if it were How it is here, but if you even if someone's robbing you in Canada. And like, you know, they're feeling, yeah. like if you touch them, they can sue the yeah. shit out of you. It's That's probably the it same is. here. Yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, if I do anything, this guy, even if he is like a homeless crackhead,
1: he can sue the shit yeah. out of me. It's fucked. It's so fucked. Yeah. So there's like, been cases out here where people like are getting their houses broken into or something or someone falls through the roof, you know, it's a burglar falls through the roof, breaks their leg. They can fucking sue the homeowner. Yeah. And it's so wack. So yeah, that shit does happen. Sucks you lost that tea. Yeah. My condolences. Onward and upward, yeah. Onward and upward. Thieves fucking suck. Don't steal shit.
0: (laughs) Thieves fucking suck and it's super fucking bad karma and that shit will come back to you no matter what. That shit will come back to you.
1: So even if you
0: think you're being slick and you got away with it, you didn't really get away with it because karma is going to follow you and fuck
1: you. Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, let's take a little intermission here. Let's play a game. Let's get to know you a little bit with a little this or that.
1: Okay. You
0: got okay gonna go off. easy start netflix or youtube netflix all right ocean or lake lake all right nike or adidas um this is a hard one I. I that's kind of yeah kinda really hard um what what do you have more of right now nike so what what's the what's the defining factor between Nike Adidas? Like, are you, what are you down I with? I feel from like Adidas? a lot
1: of I'm well, shit. I'm wearing Adidas right now.
0: What do you got on? Um, oh e- yeah, Adidas. Yeezys.
1: Honestly, the Adidas, what version is this? Because I can't see uh, it on camera. Five hundred. Okay. Uh, utility black, but um, honestly, Adidas kills it with the Boost. I'm a big yeah. fan of the Boost. So. And you know they
0: have the Boost snowboard
1: boot. Yeah. I need to get that. Yeah, Mando.
0: So. Since you're wearing Yeezys, let's talk about Yeezys for a second. What's the deal, man? Are Yeezys
1: dead? I think they're pretty, uh, pretty much done. Um, they've just oversaturated with the colorways. Yeah, resales dead, right? Yeah, resales definitely dead. Are any
0: colorways going for money anymore?
1: No. Do you follow it, like? Yeah, it's semi close, but like I feel like the only Yeezys now that even bring money are it's the original. You know, like the first color. Because any of the did. new releases are way. Saturated. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was watching something on it, and they were talking about how yeah they did too many colorways of the same shoe. So so many of the colorways yeah. are so similar that you can barely even tell the difference. And you're like, I don't how do why, why do I need five of almost the yeah. same
1: colorway? They got like a white and off white, a beige, a fucking cocaine. Yeah, like okay. <laughs> real off white. <laughs> okay, but yeah, just oversaturation saturation for sure.
0: Um, okay, call or text. Call. Fuck texting. Fuck texting. <laughs> Man, I'm glad you said that because, you know, I um.
1: Let's see. Yeah, let's dive into this. Let's dive into this. this This,
0: I have a a, a really recent example of how texts get fucked. So (laughs) I was having a staff meeting with the new Frankie girls last week, like literally like five days ago. And they're all like kind of giving me the grinds about, like, how I text, because I'm, like, super short on yeah. my text. I'm super short on text. I know it. Everyone who fucks with me or knows me knows I'm, like, one-word answer sometimes. So I'm busy. I got mad shit on my mind. So they were, like, all, like, telling me how scared they are of me and this and that because of the way I text. And I'm like, you don't need to worry about that. It's just just the way I text. Yeah. I'm not yelling at you.
1: That's unless funny. it's all caps. But that's <laughs> the thing, yeah. Te- so much gets misconstrued through text, for yeah. sure. Um and these days man it's like people I feel like get off on hiding behind a screen that's true it's true it's easy but it's like people have a fixation with it or something nowadays you know yeah. it's weird and to really communicate well
0: on text you gotta put the time in like you gotta yeah. you gotta spell it out you yeah. gotta put your niceties in what you up to oh thanks so much Bloody blah, blah 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 I'm like it's I'm not that's not me yeah so I try to call but obviously I text a lot still um me and Taryn talked about this, about how like he went, he went to meet a girl after like a text, kind of like an Instagram sort of, they only yeah, knew each other through Instagram. And then he, he, when he was on his roundabout America trip, he flew out to meet this girl. I remember him telling me like, it was so fucking awkward. Like everything was chill yeah. on the DMs, like so good. And no, then he, exactly. he met her in person. Well, I, it's like,
1: yeah. And I, I listened to that interview with him and he hit the nail on the head perfect with, you're only seeing the best of people on social media. You know, they're not going to show you you know, a shitty day, or, you know, them looking bad, or even just, you know, you know, people post bullshit on social media, it's so like, just them talking, whatever, they're not gonna, most people won't pour their heart out, you know, or express real feelings on social media, they're gonna play a hard yeah. ass, or fucking, oh, I don't give a fuck, like, so, yeah, so true it, it's just a you just, facade, you, you just
0: made me think of another challenge for another episode, boom, boom. show yourself, man, show yourself, boom, but I think too, if you do show yourself and if you be real, I mean, I'm not talking like fucking, I, cause I, there's, I have some Facebook friends that are just bitching all day long about everything. That's yeah, a no little, that's a little much. Put
1: your life on it, on social media. But like be real and like, it's, ni- it it's nice to
0: know, it's relatable to know that like your life isn't all fucking rainbows and fairy tales yeah. and ice cream sundaes because none of our lives are like People
1: that. People relate more to imperfection. Exactly.
0: Okay, Bogo or All Over Prince Spider-Man?
1: Um, Bogo or All Box Over Box Logo. Oh. <laughs> I <laughs> thought you were a Supreme Head. <laughs> <Men. laughs> I'm like, wait, that's a crazy comparison. <laughs> <laughs> um, all Isn't over that the Spider- term? Yeah. Is that what
0: the kids say? <laughs> yeah.
1: I've ne- personally never used Bogo, because I think buy one, get one free when I hear Bogo. <laughs> <laughs> I had a homie, shout out to my homie Gomez um super clown a kid one day on melrose for asking for a bogo he's like what is a bogo and he's like a box logo and he's like no a bogo <laughs> is something your mom gets it's a buy one get one free <laughs> um but all over spider-man spider-man all day
0: okay what are these all, what uh, what uh, what would you value in all, all over print spider-man there's a spider-man shirt that has the spider on the front and the venom on the back all over print right I think so that's like a heavy hitter do you guys know what that's going for
1: Fuck! Apparently, a thousand plus years I don't know what shirt that was that
0: I heard was a thousand plus. <laughs> and apparently, it, was, it was like it was lapsed too far off eBay to even see that shirt. Oh, so shit. the rumor is that uh, all over print Marvel shirt went for fifteen hundred. Is the rumor? Only thing I could see was five hundred. Fuck! Have you seen anything, Ray? That's more than that. I
1: know they're up there.
0: Yeah, they're getting up there. Marvels like popping.
1: Anyway. Um, I would say one goes for 150 to two. All yeah, there. okay, okay. I think that's fair. That's fair,
0: <laughs> for sure. But I think they're definitely hitting harder, harder than that. Okay. We're going to play another game in a minute, but let's get back to some stuff here. Speaking of that, what's your favorite, or what's your grail right now? Like what, or a couple, what items have you never gotten that you really want? or? Um...
1: Probably Grail right now would be I have an 80s Lost Boys. Um you have it? Yeah. Okay. Um that one's probably like one of my favorite shirts and it, but right But it is that that is straight
0: up text, no? Or does it have no, a No, it has
1: a uh, Keefer's face. Okay, sick. Um and I think it says Lost in the Shadows. Um that I have uh Ralph Steadman, Fear and Loathing. That's like one of my favorites. Um and then a couple deads. Um I like to collect the deads from like places I go, so I have like some really sick Vegas ones. I'm trying to get a New York one. Yeah, like the casino? Yeah. that table one? Yeah. Um, I want the one that I'm after is the New York one, where he's on the Empire State or whatever. Sick. So that's one I want. Um, and then I got some, as far as other grails, like um, I'm still into it, but not as hard as I was polo. Polo tees. Like I got some dope, like, outing, uh, yeah, country and outing ones, like, friends and family ones. Yeah. Some of those. Is there, like,
0: specific ones you need, or you just kind of...
1: Um, I have all the the country ones, for, like, the front page. Yeah. Um, but there's a few, like, friends and family ones I don't have. They're from the outings. Friends and family
0: are the rarest. Yeah. How many do you think of those teas were even made, like, for, like, a friends and family picnic show? Yeah, or whatever, right, like, that's what it'd have to be. It would be, like, a couple hundred max.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, hella rare. Yeah.
0: We've had you up to Canada. Well, I've had you to Canada a yeah. bunch. You've, you've done three tr- three trips, Once with, one with Jesse's birthday. Two mm-hmm. trips to me, or was it three trips to me? No, you did I three think, trips yeah,
1: so to three me. Yeah, three to you and then dub.
0: Yeah, so that's four times to yeah. Canada. International traveler. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mad love for Canada.
0: It blows my mind when there's... Have you ever left America? Yeah. Okay, good. You won't be mad that I say this But it blows my mind When there's people in America That haven't even left their own country Like gone Mm. south of the border to Mexico Or just north of the border to Canada It's like Get a damn passport and go see the world You don't even have to get on a plane You can literally drive
1: There's people that don't leave their city Yeah Yeah, right? Yeah, or state
0: People that don't leave the city It's like I would be I don't know I just I I get so cabin I get cabin fever Even just staying in Vancouver or Squamish for too long Like I need to get out No, I feel that Um, so tell us about Canada from an American perspective
1: American perspective um, it's perfect (laughs) yes (laughs) Um, honestly yeah I really don't have any any complaints about uh, every time I go it's all love Um, food's good currency's sick Yeah. (laughs) currency's low weather's always dope Um, super sick scenery kind of shit to do uh yeah so you
0: came up the first time was a snowboard slash picking yeah took you out on the snowmobile yeah went sledding got to shred some pow
1: yeah sick pow lines uh and then what you you went picking a bunch in vancouver picking in vancouver that was like first rag trip like rag house times yeah um check the shop like seeing all the frankie stuff yeah
0: that was fun. And then second trip was a Salmon Run, right?
1: Second was Salmon Run, yeah.
0: August, you came for my birthday? Yeah. The only time you seen me smoke dope? Yeah. No, I, and oh, you, didn't that... even,
1: you didn't even smoke that time. Oh, so did you, have you ever seen me smoke or no? Just like Rebel Stoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, for your birthday and the Salmon Run, that shit was epic. That shit was Caught super that epic. Fat, fat fucking salmon last cast.
0: Yeah, so me and Jace, you and me were out there on the bar. Whole morning, we got up pretty early that day, right? Like mm-hmm. we were out there like 8 o'clock. Yeah. Hiked way down the sandbar to like the end before all the fishermen. Spent, like two, or three hours fishing. I had a, we, had, you had a couple on, I had a couple on, but we lost them all, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, of, at the end of the session, we're like, shit, we got to go. Like Ren wants us home. It's like noon. My wife wanted me home. We both get fish on. Double yeah. header. Yeah, it was
1: tandem hookup. Yeah, it was sick.
0: I lost mine like right, like a foot before the fucking shore, and you got yours in, and then we took it home and ate it. Fat feast. Birthday dinner. Yeah. And then got wasted, hung out in my backyard by the bonfire.
1: Bonfire, (laughs) hell yeah. That was good times. Yeah, good ass times, man. Okay, but let's talk
0: about uh, Jesse's birthday for a minute here, because that shit was wild. That was epic. Yeah. Eight guys in Revelstoke for a week celebrating jesse's 40th birthday last january epic epic
1: times yeah and you pretty
0: much that was the first time meeting most of those dudes right yeah i
1: would met pete before but yeah everyone else first time
0: yeah good group of dudes right
1: yep solid ass group of dudes so tell the people about our challenges <laughs> so yeah we did um the uh, thrasher king of the road was uh our inspiration pretty much and um on the way up and everything devising the the master list of challenges and like and feats of strength like, <laughs> <laughs> for people to do and yeah that shit was a lot of fun yeah so there's eight of us and then we made two teams yeah um old what was it old and
0: we got screwed we got screwed <laughs> a little bit because we had dan who took off for two days on our team pete was on our team
1: no no, he wasn't on our team. No. They picked Pete. Yeah, because it was old. What was it old? <laughs> what were our it names? was young, young and dumb, young and dumb, and, and, old, and old and gay. gay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
0: forgot the names. Because it was Jesse, Richie, um, Drip, and Pete. So there was three old guys in the game, dude. The gay dude. <laughs> and then it was it was me, Dan,
1: you, yep. and who else? Uh, oh no, Drip was on our team. Drip was on our team. Yeah, they had Todd.
0: Oh, they had Todd. Yeah, yeah. So it was me, Drip, and Dan, and then you were the young. Oh, oh, so I was, yeah, the uh,
1: young. <laughs> and we
0: were the dumb. So we got smoked in the end, but it came down to super close. We had challenges, like, there was ski challenges. Fucking Richie killed it. He had to, there was a challenge where you had to fall on purpose um, in the lift line and make the whole lift yeah. stop. Oh, my God, when he did that. Dude, that was, and he didn't tell anybody. He just, like does this ridiculous, like, slip and fall in the middle of the lip <laughs> line. He's like, stop the lift! Stop the lift!
1: Are you getting dragged by that <laughs> shit?
0: That's so good. Then there was, like, all you these, uh, all did these did other... Too, yeah, I yes, remember Jess's
1: face when he did it. But, like, it the biggest oh shit look at his face. There was face.
0: a denim ride challenge where you had to put on full jeans and ride top to bottom run. There was a naked in public challenge where you just had to, like, get take all your clothes off anywhere in town. <laughs> there was weird eating challenges, like snorting hot sauce, eating an onion.
1: Yeah, you got down on the, what'd you do, the pepper? I did, snorted I snorted the, the
0: friggin' like, uh, chili powder spice mix, and then I realized after the fact, I'm like, that's probably so bad for my lungs, like, what the hell was I thinking?
1: I remember we were tripping, like, your shit was, like, swelling, or oh, I was like, yeah, like, oh, it was man. all bad. Not good. <laughs> all inflamed and shit. Oh, but that man. shit was like, it was funny too, because even doing stupid shit, it was never not fun. You know? <laughs> that know. shit was a blast, like no, the whole time. Yeah, it was good times. And then you just fueled the one up each other. Yeah. Jeez, that was a good trip. But yeah, epic trip, epic food. Yeah, and just riding Revelstoke
0: boys trip. Yeah, like five days of riding. It's crazy. I haven't done that in years. Alright, so, back to the vintage game. Let's talk about your jobs, man. Like, outside of vintage. Like, what have you done?
1: Who have you worked for? Like, did you even work many jobs before you were... A bit of everything, yeah. So, my first job was a grocery store. You know, typical bag boy. Um, And then, I worked with my uncle who uh, has a prop company, which was really dope. He does a lot of shit for Disney. And then, um, like, concerts and theme parks and stuff. So, it's like... Kind of, kind of vintage base, I guess, but it was, we were just throwing crazy parties for fucking, you know, big corporate parties for like any theme people would want. Oh, pirates, cowboys, fucking. You'd be like doing gnarly sets, yeah, and interesting shit. So it was dope. It yeah, was at least that different. changes. Yeah, yeah, always something different. And then we were going to like, we'd do stuff at like Santa Barbara Zoo, and so you'd go all over a lot of road trips and stuff. Um, but did that, and then. Um, I worked for an aerospace company randomly. Yeah, where I uh, live now. What was your job there? Um, I started just doing, like, deburring the parts, fucking getting, like, the edges, you know, off the parts and shit, and then it was really weird. They moved me from there, and to do, like, est- they were like, okay, this dude knows his fucking ass from his foot. Let's fucking give him <laughs> a job that he'll do something at. So they had me start doing, like, estimating for the parts. Then had me, like, ordering their material for the parts, like it was a quote unquote material handling. But had me like driving a forklift, all this shit uncertified and like super like crazy stress levels for what I was getting paid, so I wasn't having that. That's when I boned out up to Mammoth. So oh, worked up at the ski resort. Um, I'd gone up there like the first time with homies and was just like hating my aerospace job. I was like, This is where I need to be, fucking Yeah. Got a job, fucking boned out. And you're only like
0: 20 at the time? Or
1: how old yeah, I? I was like 21, maybe 22. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's like probably 12. part of the
0: reason that like we became homies because you had that time like near snowboarder and I was like- Probably similar like, to yours. Yeah. I yeah. spent so many years up in Whistler snowboarding out of high school. So like, I mean, I think it's a rad experience for anybody to do that. Yeah.
1: Really. No, definitely. Um, and then yeah, met like in this full array. Um, he moved up like two weeks after I did, worked a resort at this hole on another homie. And um shit, that was just epic times, fucking partying, fucking Just had a funny thought. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you have Ship of Fools, the shirt? Yeah.
0: For you that's just Ship of Friends. <laughs> 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 oh shit. You call everybody fool. Sometimes when you're talking <laughs> so, I'll be like yeah. I'll be like this fool, that fool. I'm like So that, was that guy a friend or was that guy an enemy or was it? Was it yeah, how about, I you're talking about? Everyone's a
1: fool, yeah. No you need to
0: wear the ship of fools more dude I should. Uh. I should just
1: take it off the site if so I can keep it for real though or I'll, ship I'll, of do, I'll do a post and tag all you guys freaking in the whole ship with all Tell the skeletons <laughs> dude that's the
0: meme that's the fool. for real. Meme.
1: but um so yeah I man was super epic um but kind of just you know I feel like was maturing and realized okay this is fun you know for a season or two whatever you know like you're not gonna save money here No. Um, so my pops has, um, custom cabinet business, um, that he's had for like 30 years. So he needed help at the time season was ending. So I went back, worked with him. So pretty much learned that trade, which was really dope. Um, just kind of the ins and outs, cabinet making and whatnot. And then from there, just made the push PFR full time and then jumped jumped into round two. Yeah. I was doing PFR solo for, for a minute and then. Um, had moved to Orange County and right as I had moved, Sean actually hit me up and I was like, yo, do you want to work? I was like, Yeah, that was early that. days of
0: round two. Yeah.
1: It's
0: funny, I look at the business like before round two and after round two because like, I, I honestly think like that, that their push into the business like changed the landscape of what it is now. Yeah, for sure. And it like, <clears throat> big up, brought so much mainstream light and, and mm-hmm. attention into the business. Did you learn a lot at that job?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, it was all good experiences there for sure. I learned a lot um a lot about vintage and then towards the end of being there I was working at the gallery and stuff, so I learned a lot about Supreme and like Cause and all the you know, hype streetwear stuff and um, yeah, it was really really good experience for sure. That's super valuable stuff. I mean, yeah. it's like kind of training for life and it's kind of
0: it's, it's knowledge that like puts you into a position that you can make money from anywhere. At yeah. any
1: time, you know? And you came in contact with a lot of people in other, you know, markets and uh, just demographics Plus, yeah, you probably met,
0: that. You obviously you met lots of friends, because you're still mm-hmm. friends with a bunch of those families. Yeah, yeah. And then customers, too. You probably met tons of dudes. Yeah.
1: That's a, just the networking, you know, being in that spot, you know, on Melrose. You see so many walks of life and stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. I couldn't believe it, man. I was there on a weekend
1: a couple months ago,
0: just walking down Melrose, the amount of people. It's... Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just horrible. And I've even seen since, like, because I, I can remember going, like, in high school to Melrose. Like, you'd go over there for, like, kind of, like, denim. And, you know, they had dope denim and stuff. And even just how it's changed from back then. Yeah. And, and even from the time I've been working there, how much it's changed. It's kind of getting, like, a Venice vibe now. There's a lot of people hanging out, you know, on the sidewalk. And, like, I mean, there's people panhandling. And, yeah, which you know, is rad because I feel like, Melrose was the spot
0: even before my day coming to mm-hmm. Miami. So, like, we're talking... Yeah, shit's got so much In the history. 90s. Like, yeah. I think it was popping in the 90s with vintage stores and, like, the cool place to hang out.
1: Yeah. And then it
0: kind of, you know, still was cool through the early 2000s, but definitely had, like, a 10-year span where yeah. it was not cool. It was, like, just import shit stores. Mm-hmm. We Maybe still some tattoo shops and stuff. A couple vintage stores, but they were, like,
1: schleppy vintage stores. It was, like... Um... Yeah, when I would have been going in high, it was like when Affliction was big. Ed yeah, Hardy, because totally. it was designer jeans and shit like that. Yeah. Like that was all there. So yeah, it was very. But now it's
0: like on the up again for mm-hmm. like this big resurgence, which is super rad. Yeah. Because we're gonna open a Frankie store there. Yeah. You heard it here first. Frankie Melrose oh, yeah. coming, twenty twenty. <laughs> I had to think uh, about that uh, for a minute. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe twenty twenty. Let's see how things pan out. Okay, we're gonna play another game. <laughs> this game it. is what I would you rather. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Okay, would you rather thrift one handed for a whole year, or only be allowed to pick at yard sales?
1: Oh shit, um, that's a good one, <laughs> fucking. Because
0: um, you know yard sales are super hit and miss. You could go to yards ten yard sales and not see one piece of clothes. Yeah. But you would get a good cramp on your shoulder if you could only search, search. I'm gonna go with head. the one arm. You go one arm. That
1: one arm would be sore as fuck by the oh, end. Oh, the- you be beef. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, would you rather find a mosquito head with no sleeves, or like a 1930s buckleback Levi's cut to
1: shorts? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you like know that in the fucking
1: like Reno 911 shorts. Oh thing yeah. Fucking. Um, <laughs>
0: Both very disappointing things.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say give me the buckle back though. All right, I've all right. Still got more meat on the bone. Let's the talk part. about this. So,
0: <laughs> what do you think the value of a sleeveless mosquito head? How much percentage is gonna drop it?
1: Um, depending on the, on the mosquito, um, I'd say. 40 to 50 percent for sure
0: for sure it it would have to be like a dumb rare print for someone to be wanting to snap on it to not give a fuck and they're still going to pay way less so yeah
1: what do you think on the buckle back
0: oh shit I mean like the the buckle back yeah it's going to kill the value so hard but People still fuck with Levi's I feel for like you parts still have of that, things. Yeah, exactly,
1: have those. And, like, like if it was, a, you know,
0: if it was the 30s, probably kill it a lot. But if it was early, early, early bucklebacks, you could probably still sell them for good money because just the parts and, like, the denim details, right? Because so for, for design details, you still have them there. But, again, I don't really know. I haven't even found that many buckleback shorts. That's hella rare.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of Dave's sleeve. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're, we're sitting at the – we're doing the appointments on Friday, and our friend Dave went to an estate sale day. He, He's like, check this out. Just two Levi's sleeves. No Jack, no body, no, no body, just the two sleeves. And you know what's so epic about that is that he busts him out and I'm like, looking at him, I'm like, I took my best guess. I'm like, oh, it's probably like a second edition sleeve. And I'm just like, just by the color and the look of it, like the cuff, I guess. But our buddy Tomo was there, and Tomo was actually like, "No, no, this is yeah. like a, this is like a '70s because of this detail, because it had a seam." So a big E sleeve will only have the one seam, so it's one piece of fabric yeah. sewn together. But this one had two seams, meaning it's two pieces of fabric. Which I would never have even known that detail at yeah. all if we hadn't randomly seen Dave's yeah. sleeve,
1: right? It's interesting, yeah. and it's
0: crazy that like that, like Japanese guys. Nine out of ten times have more information than Americans about all American clothing. Yeah. From my experience. If you can stump a Japanese person by, like, a, a Japanese vintage head and show them something they haven't seen, that's a
1: feat. Yeah, you know, it's something good. For sure. Okay, here's another one. Good one. Okay.
0: Would you rather only be able to take public transit to go picking or... Be stuck at the LA bins as your main source.
1: Um, I'll take the public transit. Wait, the public <laughs> that's how yeah. bad the LA bins is. Yeah, because that would be. Uh, so if you have a
0: good day picking on public transit, you're just hauling shit around over your shoulder all day. Yeah. And For if you sure. find that big, if you find that big piece of art that's like six feet by two feet, you're like
1: fucked. Yeah. True. <laughs> Or you can just call, you know, you kill it early, you call the day, if I can catch the bus. Or get an Uber. And, You're like, fuck you know, it, I just get, made a thousand bucks. I call out No, I get, the, <laughs> I get the Uber. Fuck the okay. bus pass.
0: Okay. Would you rather find a hog 3D emblem with a back print and a tag, good size? <laughs> or Tingle. would you rather find the Nike Geisha, same,
1: same, good size, tag? Ooh, that's tough. I'm gonna go with. I feel like the hog's gonna hold more weight. You think so? Really? Yeah, because I feel like I've seen the ge- geishas be like. Some little, people get crazy, wishy-washy. crazy for them, but then I feel like I've seen them maybe either I don't know, could be reprints or something, but not go for crazy, crazy like. Yeah, it's true. Like I've seen them go for as low as like I five, like six, you, but
0: then I've seen them go for like fifteen-ish, yeah. probably two, and the hog. The
1: hog would probably Depending uh, the, on the frog hog
0: would probably hold steady like nine to nine to
1: eleven. I don't know. Yeah, um, like if you got a party animals or yeah, the party animals kills it.
0: So all right, all right.
1: Yeah, there we have it.
0: Okay, let's get in some uh, some value dropping here for the listeners. Hopefully, there's a lot of listeners on this one. We've been getting like I don't know three four hundred listeners now an episode, which I'm pretty happy about. So. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you go give this podcast a five star review. Yeah, big shout out to listeners. Subscribe. Subscribe to Vintage and Things. Okay, so you have what, 40,000 followers? IG? 30,000 followers?
1: Almost 40, yeah. Almost 40.
0: Let's hear Jace's five tips for crushing
1: on Instagram. Crushing on Instagram. Um, honestly. First, I want to say fuck Instagram, because <laughs> uh, yes. they be bullshitting with these algorithms and fucking fuckery that they do. But um, okay, well that
0: brings me to one point I want to say that you got to fucking diversify. We talked about diversifying yeah. your picking in the thrift. You got to diversify your selling.
1: Yeah. If you exactly.
0: rely on Instagram as your sole means of traffic, sole means of sales, if you don't even have a website, if, if all you're doing is selling on Instagram, and they fuck the algorithm again, and you, your people aren't seeing your shit,
1: you're fucked. Or if you're only selling on Instagram and it crashes tomorrow, you're fucked.
0: Yeah. Like what if Instagram sells to another company and they just decide to switch the whole platform and it doesn't work anymore? Take your following that you have now on Instagram and use it to (laughs) diversify into other things. Why don't you start a podcast like I'm doing? Why don't you go on YouTube? Why don't you open a website? Why don't you start fucking blogging? These are all means of getting people to see your shit, but nobody's doing it. All they're doing is posting on Instagram. Okay, back oh. to you with your five Instagram tips. So, Instagram the only reason we're doing the only five Instagram tips is because I know all you fuckers are only on Instagram, yeah. not doing anything else. So we're right. giving you the five Instagram just tips.
1: Just the Instagram. Yeah. Um, I would say one of the most important things I feel like is network, <laughs> communicate with people. Um, you know, don't be a robot. You know, like you said, show your face, um, build relationships with people. Um, yeah. So. Buy that, answer your freaking DMs. Exactly, yeah, there's a lot of people I know that, oh, I don't answer DMs, I don't even respond, like, why?
0: Yeah, it's like if that person isn't going to buy something, you don't
1: answer the, the DM, yeah. like, answer That's, the DM DM. You're Talk just to straight somebody. saying I turned down money. And
0: respond to comments.
1: Yeah, respond to comments, give people feedback. Um, try and definitely curate, you know, your uh, what you're posting. Um, give some, uh, make what you're posting substantial. You know, a lot of people... Which then that blows my mind, because then you'll have people posting bullshit. Whether it be famous people, whatever, and that shit... People like looking at a fucking wall or, you know, like... <laughs> I, get, I feel like, like this... you Look at like all the Supreme heads or skate heads, like... These to have a group of followers, but they'll post a fucking... Well, <clears> oh, <throat> here's my picture of my beer, if I can... And that shit somehow goes off, you know, like, I guess it's their audience is into weird shit, like... You ever notice that?
0: Yeah, and it could be, like, that person's famous, so famous for other
1: things outside of Instagram. Yeah, true. They can just, like, do what they want, but if you're only...
0: Like, you could look at, like,
1: odd future dudes. If you've ever looked at any of of the shit, like, those dudes will post random, you know, blurry pics. Like, it's like, yeah, and it's like a pic doesn't need to be necessarily, like, oh, shot with a, you know, high-grade camera. And, you know, you can snap a fucking iPhone flick. It's true. So... Again, that goes back to kind of your relationship with your followers. Build that relationship. Um, sub- substantial, relevant content, I feel like, is key. Um, post stuff that depicts you. You know, what are you? What is your message you're trying to bring across? Um, whether it be, you know, influencer, like in a brand they should be able to like, kind of like Taryn said, you know, see your post and know, okay, that's this person. Yeah, that's
0: like consistency in the look. Yeah. That was actually a super good point Taryn said, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I don't really, I mean, I don't really worry too much about that for me personally, but. I feel like it's so true like you look at him you can definitely tell it's him usually or like there's certain bin kids that you can tell because they always have the blue bin in there yeah or like vintage heat wave Mm -hmm. you can tell their style he he does like a body shot a lay flat a body shot a lay flat and it's like so consistent that when that pops up in your feed you know it's him that was a super good point of Mm -hmm. terms and i think what you're saying about substantial content and Is also important like if you look at the future influencers are dying already yeah like people that are just hot and post cool outfits and pics of themselves are dying off anyway because they have no there's no meat on the bone there exactly people who are actually doing cool things and saying cool stuff and helping people or teaching people or funny they're the ones who are going to last through this like next wave of Mm -hmm. influencers
1: they're relating to their
0: their fans and audience, you know. Yeah, and you got to give people something. I told you this off camera. It's like you either give them comedy, you give them education, yeah, you give them um, value, or like you got to give them something. But yeah. like if it's just posting photos, it's like that shit runs dry. Yeah. Nobody cares anymore.
1: Yeah, after a while, it's like okay, well, here's just a mannequin. Yeah. wearing different fits every day. You know, we don't know who this person is. You know what they're like, and most of the time, it's a shitty person. So. Exactly. You know. We're giving you guys value right now yeah. I'm Jace's top five
0: IG tips. We're gonna give you even more value because we're gonna give you Jace's cleaning vintage methods. Oh shit. The tried and true <laughs> cleaning methods of how you get your fucking white t-shirts clean.
1: That's uh, a lot of people have asked on that one. Um yeah, I'm pretty good with the uh, with the stain techniques. Um, just air it all out right now. <laughs> Bust it. Um, a big fan of the Oxy, OxyClean. Um, I just kind of mix all my shit. Um, okay,
0: so like, give us your full method. Like, you'll get, you, you'll take all, you separate your whites, you separate your colors. Yeah. So like,
1: okay, like yesterday, I got all my shit from you. I'll separate my whites, colors. Um, I actually tried something new the other day. Um, I did all the whites in the tub. I saw that. Yeah. So you and I just did a huge vat. And so what, what shit do you put in it? I'd put like bleach, oxy whitener. Like a bleach um, will
0: never bleach the screen print. No. It'll, it could fuck with a watercolor print, but that's, mm-hmm. those are way more rare yeah, than screen yeah. prints anyway.
1: Exactly. So it's never going to fuck the print. Um, and then what's weird is, is I was going to ask you this. Will it fuck with a ringer? Bleach? Yeah. Because some it will. And I, I bleached that skull bandit and it didn't fuck with it. But I have a regular bleach. But you also probably put on. like a light amount of bleach within the tub, right? This pretty I'd use a pretty hefty
0: amount. I mean it would be consistent anyway. So like it might look But like
1: embroidery it doesn't fuck up either. Certain embroidery. It, well
0: if the embroidery is a nylon thread.
1: Oh, if the okay. embroidery is
0: in cotton thread, it will fuck
1: it. Because I've seen where certain like jer- NBA jerseys it'll bleach and it won't bleach the like NBA patch.
0: Yeah, that's it's just fabric content, man.
1: Gotcha. So sorry, you so d- bleach, so bleach oxy. oxy. And then I have this um, like special uh, soap I use. It's called Zoot Soap. <laughs> did I just did I just uh, get a little hint of uh, hesitation there to yeah. tell people yeah. your secret soap? This <laughs> fool's <laughs> dying over here. Yeah. Um, no, I don't give a fuck. You guys can all use that shit. It's at the ninety nine cent store. <laughs> it's called Zoot Soap. Zoot Soap. Zote, spell this out for us. Z O T E. Alright, Zote So, we got the secret out of them. So when all these clean clothes start coming, thank your boy, because uh, it's gonna be from the Zote so that's so dope.
0: Okay, well, we got it. We got the cleaning methods. Um next on the value bomb here. What about advice you would give yourself if you could look back to like those first days you were really hunting and digging till now? Like if you could save yourself some heartache
1: and anguish. Um, what would you tell yourself? You know, I kind of got a. It <laughs> had me laughing when Karen was like, I'd do everything the same. And you're like, oh, you're just this perfect specimen. <laughs> it's like, not even because things are perfect, but just because. Yeah, I'd probably say the same. Yeah, he said that of the with like a, an me. arrogant tone of cockiness. Yeah. It was like I would say, nothing. In, in the sense of, I'm just like, I don't know, I appreciate the hardships and, you know, the trials and tribulations are what make you so. Yeah. Wouldn't, like you say, you wouldn't be where you are today without, you know, the fuck-ups or, True. you know, passing yeah. on shit. or Totally. <clears throat> everything happens as it should, so.
0: Um, so what about plans for the future, man? What do you got going on? What do you want to do? What are your goals?
1: Goals, um, just expand the brand, trying to get everything just onward and upward, keep growing. Um, trying to buy a house. Start saving for a house, buy a house. Um, Speaking of saving for a house,
0: you just got your 401k account, Roth IRA.
1: Roth IRA, IRA, however you want to. So give these people,
0: basically I I feel like a lot of the people that listen to this are young people in the business, thrifters, pickers,
1: resellers.
0: So tell them about the Roth IRA, quick explanation.
1: just for, yeah, any any young entrepreneur, if you're self-employed um, or don't have a 401k, it's um, a way for you to invest and create one. Yeah. Kind of create your own little nest egg um, that you'll have there, you know, when, when it's time to cash out. And it's got, you know, all its tricks for not being able to be taxed, and there's a lot of benefits to it, and yeah. kind of more diversified. So basically, if you don't, <laughs>
0: work for a big corporation that has a good retirement plan you're on your own you got to save for yeah. your own life if you don't start saving now you're basically fucked yeah when you retire what
1: you have is fucking what you have so you yeah better.
0: if you think you're going to get rich from running your game of reselling t-shirts you're probably sadly mistaken i'm going to just drop some of this quick quick fear mongering <laughs> into these kids okay jace Okay, right. to retire in the, in the, first of all, people are gonna live to be like 120 years old by the time any of you guys are gonna retire. Even by the time I retire, I'll probably live to be like 110. Which means if I retire at like say 75 years old, I got 35 years to fucking pay for my life. I'm gonna need like five million bucks to pay for my life for 35 years if I want to live a fucking good, fulfilled life. Plus everything also is gonna get yeah, more expensive it, as you get exactly. older. Exactly, yeah, I was gonna say. So it gets life way more is gonna be more expensive. I don't want to live in a fucking shitty home that cost me a thousand bucks a month, I'm be balling out. You guys should be too. You're never gonna get rich off off save off sorry off um off your business. Like the chances of you actually getting rich from your business is super slim to none. Unless you're gonna be the next round too, which I highly doubt it. What you gotta do is you gotta get rich off investing. You gotta take money out of your business that you're doing now and you gotta invest it. That's where the Roth IRA comes into play. It's the vehicle for investing your money. I'm not going to get into super deep on this one. I'll do other episodes and up other content based around how you can do that, how you can invest. But basically, you all should open a Roth IRA today. You should be thinking about investing your f- into your future, even if it's small amounts. Um, penny saved is a penny earned. Exactly. I'm passionate about this shit because I started late, and I know a lot of you people are young, and you should be starting now, and you should be balling the fuck out by the time you're 40, and you can quit this shit and
1: go live on the beach somewhere. Oh, yeah. Pretty good explanation yeah. of what they need to do. No, totally. <laughs> Wear your $500 tee on a beach when you're 40. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And never have to worry about selling it or another one. So more on that later.
0: But so, yeah, so you want to buy a house, keep going yeah, on your, house, your plans. Just,
1: just expand, um, expand the brand. Um, I've kind of been on the fence as far as um, maybe doing some rework stuff or doing a streetwear brand or something else kind of creative, maybe even just like design work um
0: oh yeah so that brings me back to like you used to make clothes man yeah there was a period where you were doing the polar bear five panels mm-hmm. you had a hat guy making hats and, for and you even and... before that
1: i had um kind of how you were brushing on uh partnerships and stuff um like businesses with friends and yeah i had a it's a friend at the time we had kind of like a little streetwear brand um and that just kind of created a falling out you know whatever but Kind of burnt me on the whole screen printing, like, graphic design aspect for a while. <clears throat> and then kind of pushed me more into the vintage, like, cut and sew. And, yeah, that's when I was doing the five panels. Um Was was doing all, like, rework fabrics, vintage fabrics for five panels. And cause most people don't realize it. Like, when when Supreme was started really blowing up, they used to be the only brand with five panels. And, you know, like you couldn't get, like, cycling style caps like that back in the day. It was just snapbacks, you know, or fitteds. Yeah. Like, so that was kind of my incentive to yeah, just be dropping really limited five panels. Um and yeah the brims and caps or you know, rework fabric and I did like a couple of different garments, just kind of cut and sew stuff. So but you wanna get back into that, eh? Yeah. That shit was fun. Um it's weird how you go through waves and you know, things make you appreciate things more and um it's like yeah, I got out of out of that but I'd want to want to get back in for sure I wonder now we're in this major boom of resellers and vintage heads I wonder
0: if there's going to be a huge boom of like everybody trying to start brands at some point
1: because all these as like the the I feel like definitely what I don't know if it was so much a boot but there was definitely a wave of like oh you because that was like the joke oh you have a clothing you know another clothing brand yeah yeah. and it
0: uh, it's funny because we're we're entering into a time where people are going to be buying less People, stores are closing, Forever 21 is going out of business, you know, like, department stores are closing down, retail is dying, there's going to be less clothes, there's, there's whole movements of people that are boycotting buying new mm-hmm. clothing, period. So, like, we're in a w- wicked position because we sell used clothes and that's, like, that is sustainable and that's what people want, but I'm wondering, like, it's going to be harder and harder to start a new brand and make a go at it because people, I think people eventually will just not be down with buying used clothes. I mean, new clothes. Yeah. Or... Only buy like sustainable
1: new clothes, mm-hmm. yeah. No, for sure,
0: it's gonna be interesting
1: because um, I mean, yeah, like I think you've kind of brushed them. Like, you go to the thrift and look at how many you know, wasted gildans there are, or you know, triple A like it's just shit being printed on them thousands and, and, thousands, forever, and thousands, yeah, just constantly thousands, thousand, you know, that's ridiculous. So, yes, yeah, so how do you uh. It could be to capitalize on that waste. Reworking. Yeah, rework.
0: Reworking is the future. I could get into a million other things about sustainable fashion, but we'll save that for later. Um the only last thing I want to talk about before we uh we wrap here is uh Rose Bowl memories, man. You got any interesting Rose Bowl memories you can share? Because I like basically our relationship has been based around the Rose Bowl, but it yeah, went yeah. it's grown way beyond. Even like you, me and Ray, we did a Mammoth fishing mammoth snowboard fishing trip one yeah. time after bowl, which was super fun. But
1: yeah, like what's your best Rose Bowl memories? Best memories, um shit, honestly, probably back when I was working for you guys. It's like, yeah, that shit was hard hard work, but it was um you know, fulfilling. It was fun, yeah. Yeah. It's like you're uh tired of shit, but yeah, i always have, you know, a fat stack of new clothes and fucking get paid good. And a lot of mad, laughs. Yeah, mad laughs, <laughs>, fucking, laughs. Yeah, good times fucking around. Um, yeah, totally. It's like, shit, we, we even have, like, our own memories of just fucking, I feel like, burger. You know, just, like, shit, burger's done and fucking... <laughs> yeah. You know, or, like, just work, like, worker memories in general. Um, you know how people, I just
0: thought of something, you know how people do those, like... Take a picture of yourself every day for a year or whatever. Uh, It'd be sick to have like a timeline of a photo of us from that would the be first sick. bowl all the way till now. Because if you think about it, we started 15 years ago times 12. That's like 200 and some bowls. It's crazy. It's a
1: shitload, yeah. Wow. So, who you want to shout out, man? Shout out is and Frank. <laughs> Thanks. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for being um, here, man. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Um, shit, shout out Casey Pitt, uh, Rare Vintage, uh, helped me down in Philly when I was just out there for the East Coast trip. Um, Foul play Vintage over here, he Again, all my homies in the game. Just Mom and Dad. Mom and Dad creating me. <laughs> wouldn't be, good, wouldn't good be job, here without guys. them. Yeah, you guys did a good job, I think um yeah just shout out to everybody that shows me love in the game appreciates what i do um and respects it
0: hell yeah um any other things you want to give wisdom to the youngins in the game last um, words of wisdom
1: shit I, I think i've said it i said it before on one of your stories um just find a way to make money at what you love and you'll never work a day in your life yes yeah. <laughs> i
0: love that shit Okay I want to recap the challenge here. So the challenge is to go out there and make amends with someone you have beef with. It's not worth the energy. It's not worth the time. Go make amends. Make up. Don't waste your energy at and time. At least you will know
1: too that you were the bigger person that tried to yeah, put if, the olive branch if out. If it doesn't you know? work
0: out, it doesn't work out. But at least you've let it go. It's about yep. letting it go. And we need you to go give this podcast a five-star review. Five-star review. Subscribe to this podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Follow my boy, PFR. Follow me, Drew Heifetz. Vintage and Things. Follow Ray Rizzle. He's drinking a beer on the bed right now. (laughs) (laughs) Foul Play Vintage. And we are out. That's it. That's a wrap. I got to log into the computer before I can even turn it off. (laughs) Thank <laughs>